There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello there. Welcome, good afternoon. It is the Lori and Julia show from a soggy Minnesota State Fair, but it doesn't matter. We are here. Thank you for joining us. And our uh, daily broadcast sponsor today is Connecticut Aquarius Home Services. So uh, thanks to them. Yes, blowing kisses out here. Our, our friend Don is showing up, <laughs> blowing kisses to us. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Well, yes, listen, indeed. there's good news, bad news out here at the fair. The good news is no wait one's a second. here. Wait a, wait a minute. Oh, wait, let's listen get to that applause. I yeah. tried again. Okay, wow. uh, that's not bad. It's not, not bad, bad at all, considering. It isn't bad for being, everyone has ponchos on or ponchos, umbrella yeah. hats on. Yeah, that's and right. Yeah. And they're selling umbrellas at the stands or people brought good rain gear. We're selling $3 ponchos right, right here, here. Julia. We've got <laughs> another kisser coming kisses. by. It's, uh, here's the kissers. <laughs> the good news, no one's here. There's no lines for anything. If you're if you're decked out properly, you can do it. And it's gonna it's going to rain all the way through our show. And then at 6, it's going to get nice for the Happy Together, you know, the oldies uh, concert that's happening at the Grand It's State. Tommy right. James, James and the Shondells and Happy Together Tour. And then Lone Star is at the Free Lining Kugel stage tonight. And Cat Perkins is at oh, the International right. Bazaar. I have to just bring people to the International Bar. Saturday was uh, Julia's birthday, so her brothers came out. We did a little... Whoop, whoop, Celebrating. Whooping it up, but... Um, we didn't. Julia didn't want to listen to Herman's Hermits. She did not want to listen to what? Peter Noonan sing "Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Dossa." Because wow. when we walked by there, it was too late to see anything. And when you're five foot two, oh. Julia, you, can't you see. weren't into the music. I she, wasn't. She heard there was an R and B band at the um, International Bazaar where Cats playing tonight and tomorrow. Yes, called Mafellas. My fellas were my, they were my fellas, and they <laughs> were our fellas. They were so good that uh, the air outside of the International Bazaar had the same effect on Julia that Las Vegas has, and she became an unbelievable dancer. It was amazing. It was amazing. Wow. I saw her do the, you know, the move where you get down on your back and, and spin. spin around. She had a backpack on her back that really assisted. You were breakdancing? Breakdancing. Too much. It was hysterical. We had it fit with the music too. It, oh. it, it, Julia's music dancing moves don't always fit with the music. <laughs> but in Vegas, uh, yeah. and here at the fair, yeah. it was, I was excellent. I was in an excellent mood. And by the way, Friday broke the record at the fair by like thirty-five thousand people. It was so beautiful out here. The, yeah, the, uh, it was a hundred and fifty-seven thousand people. Normally, it's like a hundred and eight on a Friday. What was it? A Saturday? I feel like that was a record. That did Saturday not break the record. Didn't break the record. Oh, two hundred nine. No. The record's two hundred and twenty-two thousand last year. And today, so. it's about twenty-five thousand. 
Well, you know, today mm. is the day to come. We have covered seating, though, if people yes, are at the fair, which is just excellent. Well, people come on Monday because the rides can be discounted. There's other things that happen. Mm-hmm. They try and motivate you on a Monday. Of course the they do. Well, I, I just have to say, when we were here, um, you know, we walk this fair. We walk all different parts of it, but I am entranced right now with the hangar on the north end. Oh. The north end up here, they've got... It's just a new area to hang out. It's where Pur- some... Purina used to be. It yes, used to the be dog like dog show stuff. and the dog building. But they have this new area with great food, great beers. I'm not a beer drinker, but I was on Saturday. And then behind there, they have great shops. And one of the shops that we're in love with is Good Things. They took over the Bibelow shops. Yeah, they, uh, they've, they've been around. They've been they around. started in White Bear Lake. Mm-hmm. But I, um, the best-selling item there... And I don't know if anyone's done this, but it's by a Minnesota artist. There are these puzzles that they show you the cover, and so you think you're doing some puzzle, but inside the puzzle, it's completely different. So when you put it together, it's maddening. And they've got one this year of the Twin Cities. He said, I can't keep these. People are buying them off the shelves because they're such fun puzzles because they're not what they say they are. Yeah. And you're just, it's a tongue twister. They also have State Fair socks. Cute. Say Minnesota State Fair on them that were really cute. Very so if cute. people are looking for some cute gifts, good shops are up there. And no waiting in line uh-uh. today, really. It's so exciting. Now tonight, Joy, I just want to remind people, including myself and okay. yourself, that we've got some uh, TV watching to do. Leah Remini's um, Aftermath, the Scientology in the Aftermath. Her last show is today. It's going to be a two-hour show, excuse me, tonight on A&E, and it's going to be a live studio audience and she's thrown down with Scientology and she I'm really excited is. to see this. Also, the VMAs on MTV are tonight and Lizzo's performing. Yes. Miley Taylor Sa- Swift. Yeah, Miley Cyrus, Shamila. And and I saw Shamila, which is Sean Mendez and Kabila Cabela making out hard this weekend. I believe them. I believe this is real. You can you can keep up the farce this No long. you can't. I'll so I think they're having fun. I'm looking forward to their chemistry so on stage. So that's our TV. And then no, also, I have more. Oh, you do? Yes. De- Designing Women. De- all the episodes, if you love that show, Designing Women, and back in the day, that was such a funny show. They're all, all 163 episodes, yeah. um, well, according oh. to Neil Justin, yeah. are available on Hulu. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. The other big thing is the U.S. Open started today, and you're going to see um, Serena play the screamer, Maria oh, the Sharapova. Tonight and Roger Federer's playing in primetime too. He's kind of a grunter too. No, he's quiet. And Nadal's a grunter. Oh, is Roger's that a grunter? But okay. this morning, I defer to you on all things tennis. No, this morning they kicked off and they have the McEnroe brothers, Patrick and John. And John was the naughty one, and Patrick was his driver. And he was telling us about it this morning. And it's Chrissy Everett. John McEnroe, this other gal we can never remember her name, and Patrick McEnroe. And they just kind of chill and just start talking about the day. And John McEnroe's always, I, who's ever out there? The lights are too bright. I can't read the monitor. And, and in, in Paris, he's like, I need sunglasses. I can't read the monitor. Complain, and that, no, he? but he's so funny. Yeah. And then he's talking with Chrissy Everett. And they're such good friends. It's really kind of fun to watch their camaraderie and their, um, you know, play Is it by Mary play. Mary Carrillo? Is, it wasn't her. It, wasn't it was, Mary I want to say Virginia something, but it wasn't okay. Virginia Slims. The cigarettes. Yeah, I'm just those are, those, they really a have a hard time talking. Uh-huh. You smoke those, you yeah. don't talk them. But it, it's really, I'm, 
I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah. So that all started today. I must do a correction of oh, you dear. and Donnie. Someone tweeted us. They were just like so appalled. Not appalled, but they couldn't believe that we got it wrong. I can't and believe it. We were it. talking about A Star is Born last week and how in the movie I'm ashamed. Bradley Cooper says to Lady Gaga, turn around. I just want to take one more look at you. That line. I got it right. Daddy did. It's every iteration of the movie, all four of them. I got it wrong, so I apologize, well, Donald. Yeah. It's all right. Donnie, you're, you're how forgiven. did you know that? Because I remember reading about it, that oh, yeah. Bradley made a point of putting that in the movie because as an homage. Because it's been in every one. Yes. Well, yes. It's not even really an homage if okay. it's been in every one. If, to yeah. me, it's required well, dialogue. Yeah, I guess you mm-hmm. could say You know, that. it's yeah. a great line. Yeah. It is a great line. I mean, what, does anyone, did anyone say that to you this weekend, <laughs> oh, weekend besides line. me? Oh, weekend Julia, line. turn around. I need to take another look at you. You look so cute in your backpack. <laughs> it's impossible to not hear that on a daily basis being myself. You know, it's really, it gets overwhelming. Um, I have to say we're sitting with the real Donnie Love, and friends of ours are like, oh, so you're the quiet one. And I'm like, what? And he thought he, it was you. Yeah, we thought it was oh. me. He thought oh. it was you. And I'm like, this we is really no, do know no, no. real Donnie Love. I, yeah. And that's how we gave him the name. Yeah. But anyway, we're live. We're yes, live. we are. We're at the fair. We're on Underwood. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. We'd love it if you are coming out. Just... You know, wear your rubber galoshes and bring... We have covered seating. Yeah, bring a poncho, or you can buy a poncho here. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. And we're back. Laurie and Julia show live from the Minnesota State Fair this afternoon. And we want to thank all the brave souls that are attending our little broadcast today. And, of course, all of you folks out there in the radio audience. And uh, thank goodness for this canopy. Otherwise, we would be looking out at a sea of nothing. There would be nobody here, probably. Yeah. So thank yeah, you so much for uh, whoever decided to put that up. Brilliant. Good idea. Yeah. Usually Rookie, we're sweating, you know and we'd rather be sweating than getting rained on, but yeah. whatever. We're here, and uh, we're on holiday, basically. Okay, so Laura. So Laura Spencer. Oh, my gosh. So what happened on Friday is uh, Laura uh, Spencer, you know, that she does these little entertainment roundups. At 8.15, and she told a story about uh, uh, George. The schedule of George and uh, his new school. Prince George across the pond and all the things he's doing. Computer programming and this, and then she ended it with ballet. And then everyone on the set started laughing, and she said something like, well, we'll see. Oh, she said, No, good luck with that. Well, she something said, Prince like- William says that George really loves ballet. She goes, well, good luck with that. We'll see how long that lasts. And everybody is cackling. Well, let me tell you, the ballet world was not... In an uproar. Not the dance having world. It. The Very dance upset. world. And Lizzo uh, put a ballet challenge out there to do ballet to Truth Hurts. And my gosh, there were some really good ones. That's hysterical. Um, Patricia Ward Kelly, the widow of Gene Kelly, wrote an open letter to Lara and ABC uh, about them all laughing about Prince George doing ballet. And she said, in 1958, my late husband, the dancer-director-choreographer Gene Kelly, decided to take on the stigma of facing male dancers in a TV show for NBC he created called Dancing, A Man's Game. Gene would be devastated to know that 61 years after his groundbreaking work, the issue of boys and men dancing is still the subject of ridicule and on national network, ABC must do better. I mean, that's bad when yeah. the widow of Gene Kelly... Well, right. she knew, she and, knew her and she kind of went on and on about it. And then 
Laura apologized. Laura, she knew she was in trouble. Well, Laura apologized on Twitter, and then she had to apologize on again air. today. And boy, they put this segment together because they got some people from the ballet world. So, Rob, if you can just roll the audio. I screwed up. I did. The comment I made about dance was insensitive. It was stupid, and I am deeply sorry. I've spoken with several members of the dance community over the past few days. I have listened. I have learned about the bravery it takes for a young boy to pursue a career in dance. And last night I sat down with three influential dancers who have lived it firsthand. I am, um, I'll never forget being in middle school and some of the guys found out that the dance studio is pretty close to to school and they were like oh i want to see this cute girl i have a crush on dancing so they come to the studio one day after school and they see me in a ballet class with them and it wasn't about the girls it was them pointing and laughing through the window i can't tell you how hot how much that hurts my gosh. Yeah. And so Laura, you know, on Saturday, she had tweeted my sincere apologies for the insensitive comments. But did you hear in the beginning? I was, stu- I mean, she really was like, okay. She I- went over and above. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because her first apology was kind of weak. Go climb your mountain and love every minute of it. I'm sorry, basically, was her apology. And it was kind of like, you know. I didn't feel like it wasn't an apology, though. But she got so much heat because people were just like, whoa, you know, come on. And I think Gene Kelly's letter put her over over the the edge. edge. I really do. Let's play the next one. This is where she's sitting down with with one of the dancers. Thank you guys for being here. It has been a true education for me and an opportunity, I hope. I know that you guys all agreed to come because that's what we all want here. The fact that all of us are sitting here with you and you are brave enough to open up about something that may have come out, not intentionally how you meant it, Mm -hmm. but it came out. The fact that you're able to be here and talk with us is really important because we are a community of love and in order for us to move forward, we have to move forward together. So there you go. And I liked what he said that, that, you know, he knows she didn't mean it and they were all laughing. George Stephanopoulos was cackling. And 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 I think because it was a laundry list of all these classes that George was taking before ballet. It seemed kind of amazing that a a high school graduate program he was taking, you know, AP World Geography. French, computer programming. And and then ballet. And and then then they all just started laughing. like Rocket science. I mean, seriously. And I and I can. How many flip it comics do we? make well sometimes I, you know I, I know but anyway so so, you, so the ballet i was like god did, did she not see billy elliott yeah you know, remember well, or, that or, i mean, remember that movie yes, and that was course. the big source mm-hmm. he was so ridiculed should White we hear Knights. one more from sure one of the let's dancers? hear okay you've been nominated for how many emmys now uh nine I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For your work on So You Think You Can Dance. Yes. Is that show changing the perception for boys in dance? Absolutely. How many boys have started 
to dance because of that show uh, makes me so proud to represent that show. And I think that the message that I was just trying to get across was that I want more boys to dance. We make such beautiful art and we create such beautiful moments in this world and I wish the world would dance more. What do you hope that everybody watching this learns from this moment? I just wish people would be a bit more open-minded and, and understand what others are doing. More empathy would be lovely. I teach young kids and boys, they just drop, you know, because of the stigma, the social stigma around the form. Children need to, should be entitled to experience things without being bullied. Yeah. And I know so many kids, we've heard it, you know, take ballet to make you a better um, wide receiver, take ballet oh, yeah. to make you more graceful, yeah. take ballet. I mean, I feel like the mm -hmm. stigma has been gone. Because I felt a no. lot of it in the boys' sports when I was growing up with yeah. my boys. I mean, people were taking dance and it's different things. There. Yeah, well, it's, it's still just, there. Yeah. It's like today is Women's I'm Equality you my Day. And I'm like, going, okay, are we equal yet? I'm waiting. We're waiting. We're ready. But uh, anyway, I just do think of um, my little uh, grandson. And he took, I saw him in a ballet and a modern dance. jazz thing. Yeah. And he was one of only two boys out of 20. But I'm telling you. The two boys were like so, they really gave it like an extra, they had an extra exuberance because they were three. Yes, And fantastic. the rest of the kids were like five, six, and seven. So there's something special only a three-year-old can kind of give you. But, I mean, Charlie in his gold lame pants <laughs> and his pink ballet it. shoes, he was just the happiest child I you know, just so fun, and I would hate to, you know. And I, I felt like um, Mikhail Baryshnikov when he was on, you know, Sex and the City. Oh, how hot was he? Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, really. White Knights, yeah. That? Gregory yeah. Hines. Gregory yes. Hines, yeah. I've anyway. seen that Gene Kelly from 1958. I've seen that. You have? Mm -hmm. Yes, and he, he equates the ballet with different kinds of sports. It is. And how the moves and baseball and football. Yeah, that's what Julia was just and saying. And the sheer athleticism of this man well, was it is. incredible. A dance, it is. I mean, and you think about it, the sheer athleticism to hold your body up and yeah. then turn on a toe. I mean, yes. please. It's incredibly it's difficult. More, I think it's even harder than Lori. Of course, i got to find it. i got to find it. The pole artistry that we talked oh, about last week. The pole artistry. <laughs> It's a Friday show. No one has to know. We're not even going to go there. That's right. We okay. don't even need to go um, there. No, we don't. That's exactly no, right. No, we All don't. Right. So, Lara, apology And then accepted. at the very end, she said, I sincerely apologize. And they said, apology accepted. accepted. That's yeah. what We're the So that was kind of a nice. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, I was surprised. He was on ABC. Yeah. They were having their big Disney expo. Yes. And they were just getting flamed by people who were really upset. But the best is to do... Uh, do a search for Lizzo, Truth Hurts, and see all the ballet dancers. Oh, I totally want to see that. Did some choreography to that song. It's brilliant. I like it's it a lot. Brilliant. All right, listen, when we come back, um, I have... Our pharmologist. Or do we have our... Is it Larry Farr, our pharmologist? And plantologist. Him? All right. Is he not next or the one after? No, he's yeah, right he's, now. he's here. Fine. He's Let's here. Why it. keep him waiting? He's Why here. Right, Let's give him a Keep talking. you got a few more seconds. Well, <laughs> I want to know... All right, I'm going to give you just my one. I teased you guys in the studio in there. I said, I've got a really amazing vodka story okay that no one has maybe ever heard of okay donnie's heard all the vodka stories he's told me Come but right anyway up. here's the vodka story okay, here we go. citizens of the soviet union began celebrating the defeat of germany in world war ii as soon as it was over less than 24 hours later now you don't know how big the soviet union is the entire country was out of vodka <laughs> the wow. entire 
country. Uh. That's the best vodka story I know. All right. Here we go. Listen, we'll be back with Larry Farr. Talk 107.1 is a proud partner of Twin Cities in Motion and the Metronic Twin Cities Marathon Weekend. They have an expo there. They've got a 5K, a 10K, a 10-mile. And uh, you can have fun on the 27th mile where you find dermatology consultants, a whole lot more. Uh, for more information on this event, you visit tcmevents.org. And we are happy to welcome in here at the Minnesota State Fair. You'll see him on Channel 5. His name is Larry Farr. Hi, Larry. Larry. Larry Farr. You've been, how many years in a row have you been on no, our I've show at the fair? missed a few years You now. did, yeah, but. I missed true. a few years, but uh, it's we go, back. we go back to when we were over by the um, Ferris wheel. We go way back, even further than that. We, and we do. go way back to like your first year here. When we were in the gazebo. Yes. Oh, and no one could see us. We <laughs> were inside gazebo. a gazebo. Yeah. People were so Hysterical. mad. They would come to the little windows. We just wave and we're like, wow, we must really be bad. They don't even put us out in front of people. Like animals feel in the it zoo. Was, it yeah. was. Yeah. It was our first year. Yeah. All right. Yes. So you've got some zoo facts for us, or not well, zoo animal, fa- animal, animal facts. Animal facts. You know what? I've always showed up with gifts. Thank and God. In the past, I've always brought you canned goods, and then Donnie would look at me and I'd say, I just canned them yesterday. You have to wait for eight weeks. So you have, this is the oh, very so last of my 2019 honey from my bees. Oh, oh my gosh. Really? Thank you. So you can eat this right away. This I didn't is, know you were a beekeeper. I started three. So I lived you know, up in Minneapolis. I lived up here for 30-some years. Yes. I moved three and a half years ago to the farm. back to live on the family farm where I grew up. So I'm back living in my parents' house 30 years later. Wow. Now, if you want to talk about a little weird, you know, is to move back and be sleeping in your parents' bedroom. 30-some years later. So, Have you remodeled or anything? Uh, we remodeled the house about... Uh, Two years before okay. I moved in, we made it easier for my mom. Unfortunately, she didn't get to enjoy it that right. long. She had passed away in May. Um, no one had been living there for a year when I had moved in November. My dad was in assisted living, and he wanted me to move back there, so I did. And uh, doing the gardening thing there, I've got my bees. I work from home with a, as a consultant, so it all is kind Larry, of worked out. Larry, do you out. still have animals, or do you still have fields that you have to worry um, the, about the, on the family the land, farm? The land is all rented out. Um, okay. uh, there is a uh, farm cat who comes and goes at will, a big big furry tomcat who oh. comes and goes and uh, looks for a handout, a meal. Um, uh-huh. But no no chickens or anything yet. I've got friends who threatened to buy me chickens. but okay. You should not. have chickens, but, but yeah, you I have bees. How many tra- bees do you have? I uh, Well, first of all, on the animals, I travel a lot, so it's a little okay, difficult. All right. I started out with three hives three years ago. They all survived, which is unusual. Uh-huh. So then I had to split them so they wouldn't swarm. So I went to oh. six hives. And then on top of that, one of them swarmed. So then I went to seven. And uh, this past winter, I Does swarm mean you get a new queen? A swarm means that it gets too crowded in the house. So half of the bees with the queen take off. And then the uh, bees that stay back make a new queen but you know how do they do that uh well first of all tv movies have made swarms look like the most crazy like you know you see a swarm of bees (laughs) yeah it just sounded like you're getting swarms of bees are the most docile because they fatten up on honey before they take off because they don't know where their next meal is going to come from so they take off looking for a new home um the thing was that day i was out setting up to tape for kstp because we tape the get growing segments there i actually saw the swarm happen 
from beginning to end. I saw where they went into the trees. I went and suited up and captured it and all of that. It was crazy So, so they just take off and want to go away. They, they are taking off to go find a new home, and it's how in the wild bees um, make, you know, right. you know, increase their... Numbers. This, this so, is so. So, like when a, when they swarm, it would be like thirty thousand bees <laughs> plus the queen. The queen, because <laughs> in a hive, a good hive, there can be. Does 60, she fly in the middle? Does she fly at the front? Or? Uh, she is good not question. in the front, but she's you know in there. Um, uh, and they kind of like cluster around her. So protect her. Capture the swarm. Yeah. Um, if you didn't get the queen, they will take off. So I captured them in a big cardboard box and then put the cardboard box into a temporary hive. How many times have you been bit? I have been stung numerous times, and it's always been my fault. It's been when I'm not suited up or I'm not wearing my gloves. Um, It's now gotten to where if I get stung, it hurts, but I don't swell up um, too much. So now through a whole series of events this summer, I'm now up to 17 hives. So my fun little hobby um, has now turned into like a uh, full-time job. a part-time job that's uh, got a lot of expense into it. What do you What do you have to do as a beekeeper? What is your role? You have to check them occasionally. Make you need to add the honey supers. Um, the you what? Need to, the honey supers. So you've got the brood boxes. They're the bigger boxes where the bees live. So you've got these bigger boxes with all the bees and the queen. She's laying. The queen has one role, and that's to lay, lay eggs. eggs. And all the rest of the bees are. Females, except for drones, um, come September, October, they will kill the drones off because there's no need for men around eating the food wow. through the winter. You don't so need to will, applaud that. Yeah, they will kill the, the drones off, and then they will start making new drones in the spring. And so as you, the biggest thing is, you know, insecticides, pesticides, herbicides, all of that affecting bees, the biggest thing is mites, the varroa Mites. So you have to do mite treatments, and you have to. And a mite on a uh, bee is kind of like a wood tick on us. Oh. So it's kind of the same. Oh. So you're, you're checking them. You're checking your mite levels. You're you've got your brood boxes with your brood. Then you add the honey supers, which is where you collect the honey. They're okay. smaller because you don't want to use the big boxes to collect honey. You could, but they would get really heavy. How how. How hard is it for the average person to do? Because you're a farmer. I mean, you know this stuff. You're a farmer. You grew up on a farm. I mean, if someone just wanted to take up beekeeping, is it just, is it? The first thing you're going to do, and I did this, is you want to take the introduction to beekeeping class at the University of Minnesota. They offer it twice a year um, in the winter, or in the fall, in the winter. So I did that one. And then they have a... uh, Another class, if you've wintered bees two years successfully, to take the second class. And then this summer, I took the queen rearing class. So how you oh could make your own queen. So it, it is totally fascinating. I think it sounds fascinating. It is, it is fascinating. You have to deeply understand the biology of bees. You, these are not pets. Are you worried about the bees? Yes, I am. You are. Yeah, and I, I, I like getting the honey, but I'm more just to have the pollinators. So, right. I mean, honey is a byproduct a of everything else. Right. Plus, um, it's really fun. You know, I grew up with chickens. I grew up with cows. I grew up with pigs. Been there, done that. Always wanted to do bees, but couldn't do it in the city. Um, I wanted to, but um, back then you had to have all your neighbors sign off on it. And and rightly so. We, we have one of my neighbors I knew wouldn't, so I didn't bother. And, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, it is so fascinating. I think it sounds it like it. I read a fact today. I want to ask you, how high do you think a bee can fly? Um, I know that there's hives like on the 20, 20th 
floor buildings and they're up there. I know if it gets up to like 35 floors, they won't go up that high, but I'm not sure how. I read this fact today that um, bees can fly up to, um, uh, let's see here, bee can fly higher than Mount Everest. Really? Wow. 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 So, <laughs> so right. 29,000 bees. So I stumped the stumper. Yeah. I no. stung the bee stumper. You did, yeah. Do you use the, the, you see it on TV, the, 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 the smoke? The smoker, yeah. Yeah, that's to calm the bees. Yeah, that calms. You want a good white smoke. You don't want, you know, like a hot smoke. You just calm them down. And the reason it calms them down is they get a whiff of the smoke. They think there's a forest fire. They're going to eat. So they will head towards um, uncapped nectar um, or honey, and they start eating because they think a fire is on the way. So oh. they go in to start eating. So it It's like what down. we do in the fall, yes. you know, yes. like when, as winter's gathering. coming. Yeah. We're like, oh my gosh, we got to make stew. We got to have pasta. Chili yeah. and pasta yeah. and everything so, else. Yeah, always use smoke. Always at least wear um, the hood or the veil. Um, sometimes I don't wear gloves, but um, yeah. Because there's a guy Amazing. here that at Every At the year, agriculture building, building they've got a bee the thing. Bee thing yes. you know? yep. And he sits there and the bees just go I, on him. I call it beekeeping drag. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has the hat gear yeah, and the oh beer yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. All right, so... Tell us what else is happening at the fair that you love. Well, you know, I have kind of Thank been... Thank you for the honey. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I could talk about bees all day long. Again, I'm just an amateur learning um, every single day. Oh, I was going to say, besides taking the beekeeping class, if you're going to get into this, um, don't... Be careful about watching YouTube videos because beekeeping in Minnesota is drastically different than anywhere else in the country because of our winter. So there's oh. things we have to do here that you don't do elsewhere. So um, That's very a important. good a good tip. Mm. Yeah, so I've been out here. Um, this is my fourth day. Been doing a lot of live stuff for KSTP. We've got mm-hmm. some gardening segments. Channel and we had five. a stage show. Yeah, yesterday, yeah. and uh, I did. I got a little state fair trivia for you okay. guys. Okay, right. come we, with my yes, trivia. Yes, we love that. Right. So uh, this year. The biggest boar, his name is Charlie. How much do you think Charlie, the big old boar, weighs? Uh, 1,497 pounds. Okay, Lori, I think you've been in the barn. <laughs> I'm going to say, say 1,325 pounds. Any guesses? Uh, 1,800 pounds. He weighs in at 1,180. 1180. I was almost going to say 1,100. I was close. We all went over. We lost the double showcase. The other big thing here at the fair is uh, how about the big uh, pumpkin? How much did that weigh in at? 625 pounds. 780. 800. 971.5. So, you know that pumpkin? That's also that. Agricultural horticulture building. That pumpkin is not too far off from that pig. So big, I guess you could say big things that start with the letter P. That's (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) And and we've all oh, that was so good. And we've all known that for years. Happiness. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So uh, a little more trivia because I kind of um, uh, the oldest food concession stand here at the fairgrounds. Oh, is it wow. the Hamlin Diner? Yes, it is the Hamlin oh, Diner. Started okay. in 1857. Wow. wow. One of the first years Jeez. of the fair. Yeah. yeah. It goes wow. way back. It was um, and then we go to the sweet corn. Let's stick on, you know, our farming thing here. How many acres of sweet corn do they grow to feed We should know that because we had to I work know. there. You I'm going to say 200,000. 200,000 acres? I know I'm way off. Acres of football field. Okay, that's too high. So I'm going to say acres. I'm going to say 10. 10,000? No, oh. ten, 10. That's Wait, my number. 10 what? 10, ten acres? acres? Yeah. 10 acres. Lori's just not giving a, anything, and she's just like, I'll be right <laughs> if it's got that. one zero, two zero. 100 acres? 
25 acres. Oh, 25. 25 wow. football fields. And then we go to the uh, fresh french fry stand. Yes. How many Potatoes. pounds of ketchup do oh. they go through? Oh, Nick has told us this. I know he has. Uh, we I get the state use, of the potato. They use a special potato. From Big Lake, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Potatoes from Minnesota. Yeah. But this is the ketchup. How much do they pounds go through? Of um, How many pounds of ketchup? Okay, I'm just going to say... 100 pounds. No, oh, no I, it's I'm going to say 500. Yeah, it's, I was thinking more like 500. 25,000. Oh, 25,000 pounds? pounds of ketchup. And it's Heinz 57. <laughs> yes. It's like, I just, yeah. Wow. Um, and then let's go down to, uh, during a typical, typical year, how many gallons of milk are served in the all-you-can-drink milk? Oh boy! A hundred thousand. It's actually not that far off from the ketchup. <laughs> yeah, oh, that really? thirty thousand. Ten thousand gallons. I'll say thirty-five. Twenty-six thousand gallons of milk. Jeez. So yeah, okay. that's a kind of our fun agricultural fact. All right. Well, that's I, a can I ask time you to take a, a break. succulent? A succulent? A succulent <laughs> question? Yes. Yes. <laughs> can I? Go ahead. Okay. So, Larry, I had a succulent outside it somehow got into my rock bed and it came back after the winter and it comes back every year so that would have been a uh, there are succulents that will grow outside here so it's a hardy minnesota succulent that can grow outdoors so they're like perennials yes yes did you know that larry i have them yeah there are house plant succulents and they're outdoor succulents like Okay. Yeah, like the uh, sedum. Julia thought she had magic soil. Yeah, she yeah. goes, I've got succulents growing. I'm like, so do I. You know? She thought she had a plant that was going to be worth millions yeah. on the market. No, no, no I really patented. didn't because I knew I heard that they were perennials. And, and I think if me. they're close to your house, like in a garden bed, too, that's close to the base of your house, yeah. along, you know, they even do better. That's one of the things on my list of many things to do at the farm is to put in a total outdoor succulent garden. They, I've been, Collecting broken pots from garden centers to use, but still haven't. It's on a very long list of things to do Because they, they have a beautiful succulent wall in the agriculture building. Yes. So that would be gorgeous to do. I think those are beautiful. And that you can have them indoor all year round, you know? Yep. Yeah, or, you indoors or outdoors. Okay, we're going to get some animal uh, planet questions from our audience for you. So we're going to see if we can stump you. Okay. Can you stay with us? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Here at the Minnesota State Fair, the Lori and Julia show, and we are glad to say that the rain has really let up quite a bit. It hasn't stopped completely, but it has let up uh, quite a bit, so that is good to see. As we continue our conversation from uh, with uh, Larry Farr, who's with us today. Larry Farr, who is a regular on Channel 5, talking about horticulture. And he is a I like how you pronounce that. Horticulture. horticulture. I saw an article today, Larry, um... And a friend of ours, we love him, and I saw something today that made me think of you, and you were on, they're having this upcoming weekend, the um, World's Best Plower Championship Contest, and we've got, in Minnesota, Gene Grubber is the only American who ever won, won the World's Best Plowing, like farming plowing, mm-hmm. um, Ever. I wish we had a camera so we could have well, Larry's face as he's just looking at Julia. <laughs> I mean, but just Larry, going, you, ran, you ran tractors and stuff. I mean, yes, this I guy did. is a genius that yes, he does it in an absolute straight line. He reads everything about it. And then it's about the plowing, but it's also about the furrows. Yes. Explain yeah. what a furrow is. The furrow is after you plow. It's the, like, trancher. Like, I would almost describe it as, like, the gutter that you will 
follow when you turn the plow around. I think I described that as well. My dad, so I grew up actually with like Belgian horses, like the Clydesdale. My yeah. dad had those and had the horse plows and um, he did parades with these horses and all that. So I grew up with those, uh, those these big horses as well as, you know, dairy cows and all that. So um, I tended to, when I did my first tour of duty on the farm, I tended to take more of the milking and all of that. And my first brother did the driving the tractors. Yeah, and I, you know, so I was doing more of the, that kind of stuff. Okay. But yeah, I grew up with dairy cows and do not miss that one bit. No. No, no. really? Why not? Uh, the tails? I think, I think being a dairy <laughs> farmer is some of the hardest work because they have, you have to be there morning and you have to be there at night, you know, 5 oh. a.m. or 6 yep. a.m. Mm -hmm. And then you got to clean up the barn and repeat. Six, you know, and yeah, yeah it, it is really, really hard work. Um, dairy farmers earn their keep. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got it. We Lori's just got our, audience our questions. Audience question. You know, people are going to dry off now. Uh, the, the, the rain has stopped. So uh, this, the crowd is a little thin, so we don't have that many questions yeah, for you. Yeah, but look at how good looking they are. I you know, know. It's, not about, it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. Yeah, That's we well right. Said. Okay, so someone wanted to know do you know uh, about how many baby animals are born out at the fair every year? Um, in the miracle of birth? No. Can you guess? Is it less than 100? I mean, um, they're happening all the time. I stopped in there the well, other you night. You know what? It's more than 100 because they have those the pigs, and those pigs have like Big litter, 12, yeah. 14 yeah. at yeah, a time. So I'm guessing it's about 425. All right. I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I no, think we, we don't know. know. Oh, you don't know? No, I no. don't know. <laughs> I've got this state fair book here. Yeah, it's don't look it up. in there somewhere. And then someone wants to know how much, on average, does a steer, a typical steer, what does it weigh? Um, and what is a steer for those of us who don't know a, our animals? A, a steer is a, a he was a bull. He was a boy till he got his boy bits taken off. Oh, okay. So, yes. so it's no. So a bull. He's going to become a steak. Does a well, steer wait, become a steak? Well, yes, <laughs> yes, it could. So, <laughs> so boys are called bulls until they're not. Correct. Uh, until, and then yes. they're steer. Then they're a steer. And, yes. then, and, no. and then girls are called? A heifer. Heifer. And what are the brown girls called? Those are heifers as well. Okay, so... But they could be like a jersey. Yes. there's different breeds right. of cows. Okay. Yeah. Right. So what's, jerseys, what's the jerseys different from the other ones? Well, they, uh, the milk can be a little bit different. If I remember correctly, jerseys have like a higher butter fat or fat content in okay. their milk. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, most, a lot of the dairies are Holsteins, which are the black and white ones. Right. And then you've got Ger Guernsey and Jersey and... Don't forget the chocolate milk cows, the Swiss, <laughs> yes, whatever right. those are. Yes, yes, the Swiss Miss cows. That's oh, right. Yes. No yes. kidding. <laughs> and then how often does... Uh, a heifer give birth. Uh, they is it once a year? Gestation period. Yes, yeah. it's about thirteen nine months. months. So, oh, I thought it was so, longer. So, um, back in the day, it's a little bit different now, depending on how they run their dairy operations. But you would milk them for nine months or ten months, nine to ten months, and you'd give them, say, two months off. They'd give birth, and you'd start milking again. Okay. And that first milk from a, a cow when she gives birth is very high in colostrum. Uh, colostrum. Am I not pronouncing yeah, that right? I think you are. You can't. You can't drink that i mean it's not it's it's for to feed to the baby right yeah, so it's like the first um st stuff that comes out of a mom yes yeah mm -hmm. yep. so or at a baby yeah, yeah. so it's like you know it's a months, different color nine months on three months off and um mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay so now that you're home on the family farm 
um, and you're getting used to it and you're loving it and you've got a passion for the beekeeping right now. Is it just, do we see a lot of this happening in Minnesota where the, you know, the older generation's dying and the, the family wants their young ones who have lived in the city to come back home? Or are you finding that people are selling off their farms? Or uh, Give us the state of the it, farm. I, I am an anomaly. This is not happening very often. Mm-hmm. A lot of reasons that I moved back. Um, but no, I think farms are being gobbled up by bigger farms and they're simply disappearing. So there's a lot of for example, there used to be a farm. You look out the kitchen window, and it belonged to another far family. Yeah. So you'd look out, and there was a farm maybe a quarter mile away with the house, the barn, the silo. Right. All that. There's nothing there right now. It's gone. It's now a field again. You would never know that a family once lived there. Sure. Um, so they're simply just disappearing. Okay. Um, they're just, you know, farms are getting bigger, you know. It, we had like 90 cows when I was growing up, which at the time was considered huge. And now, if you probably don't have a 90 cows, is little. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little. Cows yeah. yeah. 3,000 okay. or 4,000. So corporate farms? Yeah, corporate farms. Yeah. And they're just bigger and different. Um, so, you know, it's really, it's really changed a lot. I mean, the farm equipment is bigger. Everything is different living down there. Um, you know, it's uh, hang out with a lot of people my parents age and yeah yeah you know that's do you play bingo then with them and you have someone who used to pick my dad up and they'd go to breakfast together in st peter and the day after my dad's funeral he came and asked if, if i'd go to breakfast with him so a couple times a month he picks me oh, up oh that's sweet that's yeah. really morning, tradition we'll yeah breakfast with the boys and catch up on all the gossip and yeah, yeah. that's back sweet home by 8 30 so things like that are really fun and i you know, still get up here quite often yeah. for work, and um, it's uh, it's it's very quiet, which I've gotten used to now. It's, it's very different. Isn't that kind of nice, though? Uh, it took a while stars. to get used to yeah. that, but yeah, yeah I uh, bet because you're a city dweller for yeah. so long. You know, I'm, I, I was a city kid, so yeah. yeah living and the stars, in, though, in the country, there's nothing like it, is oh, there? Oh yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because the the littlest sounds at night wake you up, where those sounds when you lived in the city, sure. you wouldn't yeah, even right. wouldn't even phase you. Well, we love that you come by so and hang out with us at the fair. I we'll watch you on this. Channel Five. Yes, always, we always far. do. Thank, Thank you, you so thanks much. Thanks so much for the honey thanks, and the Larry. bee information. It was excellent. Thanks everybody. We'll be right back. We're on Underwood. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair.